Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number, um... What uh, number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! Thank you, Keanu. Yes, it is episode number 69. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Well, it's the halfway part of the season. 11 rounds have gone past. It's uh, flown past. We're in the what do I do this weekend round. <laughs> it's uh, Well, thank goodness there's a bit of World Cup cricket and uh, yep. Ash Barty winning the uh, French Open. So uh, not a bad week uh, for Aussie sports. But we thought we would just discuss um, a little bit about where we are this year. And also sort of where the AFL sits today. And we'll just have an even look at the ladder. Yep. So we thought, we we know we're kind of Essendon-centric. And just so you know, we've got Ronnie Lerner coming on. Yep, Ronnie's, uh, Ronnie's the guest on today. He'll be um, giving us a really, insight, a really in-depth insight to the first set of 11 rounds. Um, we're going to ask him a couple of questions about the next three games, the next big three games. Um, and then, I don't know, we, just, we, we wanted to talk to him a bit about um, the youngsters. Um, yeah. The youngster, former the youngsters, um, which um, has been very pleasing to see. So he'll he'll have plenty to say on that. Out of curiosity, Grant, what's been your surprises this year as a competition? Like who's gone well and who hasn't? Oh, mate, to see Geelong two games clear on top of the AFL for me is a biggie. I think when they went and got Danger and they got Selwood Danger and Ablett back and stuff... I think they thought that it would be really good. Like, you've got some incredible players in those three guys. And, I mean, the rest of the cast was pretty good anyway. But to be two games clear on top, I even reckon that would have surprised you. Oh, I must admit, I got it completely wrong. I thought they were going a little bit slowly backwards. Uh, they introduced uh, some kids this year, and it's really paid off. Uh, it's a good message for all, I think. And, um, yeah. But I, I actually had them finishing about seventh or eighth, so they've they've really shocked me how well they're going this year. Uh, I think the Pies are kind of just how. It, sadly, I just think they're a good team, so I expect. It's annoying. That. I mean, they they have literally just. I don't know how they do it. Get in their guild and check out how they've done it because they've just got <laughs> players left and right. Like, how do you have that many? Decent name footballers yeah. in the one side. Like it's, I don't know if they, they're paying them bugger all or something, but yeah, annoyingly, Collingwood are a bloody good side, which annoys the hell out of me to say. Look, probably my biggest surprise is by far the Brisbane Lions. I was, I thought they might improve because their kids were older, but to be in the top six, uh, totally shocked me. Is um, all credit to them and 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 Fagan as coach. So he his stocks have gone up quite big uh, because he's really unified the coach. Uh, I think Hodgie's role as a mentor is, is a really clever decision. Uh, yeah, I think that at the beginning, I thought Hodgie was heading up there for a bit of Dermot Burton to Sydney, sort of <laughs> Dermot Burton to Collingwood um, superannuation top-up or something like that. Right? Yeah. I thought he was just going to go up there and sit in the sun and top up his super. But um, it would appear that he's actually doing a good role there. I mean, again... He's, yeah, you you have to think with Fagan and, 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 and Hodgie, they're developing a culture of, of kind mm, of excellence, yeah. Uh, which is it's something I think other teams will have a look at. And I, th- it, you know, the, the thing that re- that amazes me about Brizzy is that it's doable. Yeah, clearly that that system, complete system change, the complete culture change, 
that is required often to take sides that were not very good in the Brisbane Lions up to sides that are half decent is actually able to be done. So if people think, oh, we've got to change our culture and I don't know, we at the podcast have said a couple of times that we need to get a bit of mongrel into us at the Essendon Footy Club, a bit of yeah, bit of sharpness, a bit of Dean Solomon and that sort of stuff. It's totally doubable. It is actually yeah. able to be done. Yeah. Uh, look, the the, uh, the obvious disappointment is, is the Melbourne Football Club uh, for me. Yeah, I think what's ev- wrong I there? Think, I think everyone had them as as top four, most likely top six. So um, to be in the bottom three and just but re- why? Uh, I just sense their off season was a complete mess. That's you. I, how they came out at the start of the year, a little bit like us, but yeah. but we've we've caught up a bit. Uh, I just sense that something's terribly gone wrong in the preseason. Yeah, and and, and they've got a, and I'm sure they'll be able to have a formal review because they no way should be only three wins. I absolutely agree. North for me is the other one. I think they they've made their change now, um, but North when they went and got what's his face from the Golds, um, the Gold Coast, and they 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 grabbed a couple of decent names, um, North this year. I thought again this is the year that they would actually take a step up and. Very interestingly, they've taken a step backwards. Which, again, you look at it, they're only two spots below us on the on the list at, on the ladder at the and, moment, and the same amount of wins. And it's and this yeah. is the thing: you look at Essendon and North, and we were the two teams that made really good gets yeah, yeah. in the off season. We we went and got some quality players, um, and we're both we're eleven and twelve, right? So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to us, and 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 look. It, it's just a fact that, that the Essendon Football Club is probably one of their disappointments as well. It has to be. Uh, five and six, look, it's it's not chopping your head off kind of um I bet you Ronnie Lerner says it is. <laughs> I bet you Ronnie will say that it's a complete fail. But it's it's not good. Like, you can't, ex- you no, can't, it's not you can't accept it. Yeah, it's yeah. really not. That's, again, I... I'd... We, well, I, we're think not we're, gonna... I think we're over being 10th and 10th yeah, and 11th and 9th. We're not going to labour on the whole John Worsfold thing, but... I, I tell you, I had a good think about it. Again, in the bye weekend, you get time to think uh, about the club and that sort of stuff. And being told we are on track, this is where we want to be and we're on track and we know the game plan and we this and this and this. Which is good if you're third and you're aiming for first, mm-hmm. not 10th and you're aiming to just sneak into the eight. Now, again, Danaher's out for an entire season and I want to talk about that too, just quietly. And Jakey String has been out for a while, and Dylan Shield's been out for a while, and Smith's out for yeah. an entire season. But it is a, it is a disappointment, yeah. and I you can't as a as an Essendon supporter be happy with tenth and five and six. Yeah, look, the only thing I will say, just the noise coming from the club, even even after the Carlton win, um, like we said last week, Bush is sort of talking about the kids are a little bit now the future, and I think there's I just sense there's a bit of a change in mindset. Uh, I hope so because what more evidence do you need? Yeah, I like mean, Dylan Clark comes in and, and tears Paddy Cripps apart. Like, I know, and, and, and now you know how good it is because what Cripps gets thirty eight possessions, four goals, and, and wins just... an entire game of football <laughs> off his own foot. Yeah, so it tells you where Dylan Clark is at, uh, and it tells you but, you have but, to have faith in some kids. That's it. Could, but could you imagine like Dylan Clark could come out next week? A bit like Cole Langford did. He could come out and get 28 and then he could come out and get 12. Yeah. Right? He could come out and get 12 and, and he might have just been super excited about being in the ga- in the seniors for the first time in ages and he had a real good game on Paddy Cripps, right? Mm. But let's see half a dozen games in a row of Dylan. 
Yeah. Let's have him be the um, the um, Devin Smith replacement. Just straight mm. like for like Devin Smith replacement. Yep. There's your opportunity, kid. Six games in a row, off you go. Exactly. So let's go to a break quickly, and we're going to talk about a, a new feature that's going to come on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and we uh, hope it gets in some enthusiasm, and, and we'll discuss it through. Yep. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, one thing we're going to be uh, starting on the podcast in the not-too-distant future is a Patreon page. We've got a lot of loyal fans out there, and we would like to give you guys um, some extra bonus content and the like. Patreon, everybody knows what Patreon is. It um, it allows us to, uh, it allows you guys to get some extra um, Patreon-exclusive content from us um, at the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Um, and it also helps us at the podcast do things like dramatically increase the um, the quality of this podcast. What we're going to be doing is um, is buying some new equipment and the like um, with any money that we get from you guys. Um, there's some really good, uh, we hope, um, and valuable extra content that we uh, that we're hoping to uh, release very soon. So, Scotty, what what do we got the um, Patreon to look at? So yeah, just to to give some context, when like when we first started this podcast, it was a little bit of an impulse uh, moment. Just, it was just it was for a our Friday. Facebook page. It was a Friday, so so we went and hey, let's just chuck this up and see what happens. Uh, look, reality is uh, we've got a seven year old desktop that we do this from. And it's so slow that it's... It's really, really annoying. <laughs> we're really, currently yeah. at the podcast, and this is, again, some of the, the Patreons will get some behind-the-scene footage of this. Um, but current, Scott and I are currently huddled um, into uh, way too close uh, to each other into one microphone uh, that we're trying to talk through this. Yeah. Um, and it's so, mainly just because of the, the, de- the desktop is so aged. It's, it's, it's interfering in the sound when we set up our second microphone so yeah. that's kind of where we're at and and look we'll be discussing because i know last week we said look we're happy to put on the the free podcast that's something we always want to do absolutely we'll be doing so, that forever so before we discuss this i want to make it clear that our weekly podcast is always free always on itunes mm-hmm. on soundcloud yep the only thing we thought we could do which is obviously quite a number of, of podcasters and youtubers and everything like that are doing is have a secondary kind of membership uh where it's for a very very small fee uh, a monthly fee, uh, you can gain ac- different levels of access and, and interaction with us. Uh, so look, we're, we're breaking it into four tiers and um, we're, we've worked out how we've done it. So there's a, a TAC Cup level membership. TAC Cup for those, uh, yeah, just the, just beginning. <laughs> and what that does, it's basically $3 a month. Um, what that does is uh, we're going to do uh, an exclusive Thursday night team selection um sort of a 10 15 minute kind of podcast yeah extra podcast discuss what we think of the team changes and everything like that yep and we're also going to include some um, bonus behind the scenes footage of the podcast yeah. and, and some th- silly things that we do here in the pink uh scotty's front bedroom <laughs> podcast studios yes uh just so you get to know us a little bit better and uh that's just a simple base level account but it's actually quite good three bucks cheaper than a small coffee uh, so look, uh, we're going to then go to a, a VFL level uh, membership. That's six bucks yep. a, a month. Uh, it gives you everything 
that the TAC Cup level does. Um, but what we're going to add to that is um, we're going to answer some questions that you send in with a shout out to your name on the on the weekly podcast or the uh, the Thursday night team selection. So uh, yeah. a bit more to and fro and and hearing. Hearing your name and questions sort of answered Absolutely. and called out on the you show. Want, um, you want any sort of inside info from us? You want your uh, your, your questions answered personally? Scotty and, I, Scotty and I can get that done for you. Uh, then we go to an AFL 11 member, which is $10 a month. Uh, so it, it covers everything in the previous two memberships. Yep, the, uh, yep TAC and VFL. And, and this time we're going to do more of a personalized shout outs at the... Uh, at the end of episodes. Yeah, so, at the end of each podcast, all of the Patreons that are in the AFL um, level membership, um, we'll give you guys a personalised shout out every every podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And look, just so you know, we're, we're hoping to get a few bits of merchandise, but that's in the early stages. And yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. work out what we do with that. Uh, look, there's a, there is a $20, I know it's a very exclusive, all Australian level, what we call membership. Yep. It covers nearly everything uh, of the previous three uh but uh, what it will get you is really very exclusive. You'll be on a five ten minute guest live on the podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, absolutely, we will. Uh, we'll call you, um, and we can have a chat about that week's game. Anything you want to uh, talk about on the podcast, um, we'll get in touch with you before the podcast. Got any questions for us? We can cover them on the podcast. It's almost like you'll be a guest on the lunchtime catch up podcast. Um, a bit like we've got Ronnie Lerner coming up very soon. Um, we can get your expert analysis on the upcoming game. How you think Essendon's going? Or, yeah, how you or, think they're going. Um, that'll be great. We're actually looking forward to that one. And that's sort of a, at least once every three months kind, yeah. of, a, kind of view. So it's all different levels. Starts with just $3. Um, uh, so look, uh, there's no pressure at all. It's just No, ab- absolutely not. No, it's no. just It really is part donation and you get extra co- content. But look, for us to, in all honesty, uh, we have some minor concern about the desktop crashing. Yeah. So we, we've realized, you know, we always wanted it to be free, but we always realized, okay, let's put the podcast on for free as always. Yep. Uh, but let's create something new um, and, and, and just put it out there. And, and look, if no one signs up or the heap signs up, good... But uh, there's no pressure at all. So yep. it's just something there. It'll be always uh, a lot of extra footage that we'll, you'll get access to. And, and, um, and yeah, it's just something we wanted to do. Yeah, and, we hope, we hope yeah. there's going to be... Keeps, yeah, it keeps the podcast going because our, our goal is at least within the next year to, to upgrade our desktop. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I guess one thing to stress too on this is that whatever money comes in um, from you guys, trust me, this is not going to anything other than no, we, upgrading we want, just the PC and the microphones and stuff. Hopefully people know my integrity. We want zero profit from this. So yeah, no, no, we've no. created our own little bank account, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast equipment account. Yep. And that's strictly what it is. Um, and actually, we're looking forward to doing cool stuff sort of if we, if we can get this money. And also, we're putting our own money to it as well. But um, if we can get this sort of uh, to a position where we can afford... I don't know, some half-decent video cameras or something like that. We want to do a, a video podcast as well. Yeah. Um, we can chuck... Chuck uh, it on YouTube. Chuck it on YouTube, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We can do a video and introduce our ugly mugs to the uh, to the equation. But, um, yeah, no, we're really hoping there's a there's a lot of value for money there for, for the Patreons. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there, are, there could be a whole lot of different things. I mean, we, we love movies, music. We can just do any. So you're a bit, little bit more getting to know us. Yeah. And, and us getting to know you on a, on a more deeper level. Yep. And, um, yeah, so 
we just wanted to uh, shout that out. No pressure at all, honestly. That's not our style, but um, it's something that will be live hopefully in about a week's time. Yeah. So look out for more information. Cool. I reckon we get Ronnie on. Let's talk. Yeah, cool. Let's talk, Ronnie. All right. See you after the break. Welcome oh. back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Uh, on the line, we have Mr. Ronnie Lerner. How are you, Ronnie? Very well, thanks for having me. Look, it's been uh, an interesting first 11, 12 rounds uh, for the season. Yes, some indeed. some teams going very, very well and, and some going well below expectations. <coughs> um, and uh, I think initially outside of Essendon, which can you name a team that you think has gone above expectation and well below a team? Well, I reckon, you know, I'm going to nominate Geelong. I really thought um, the way they lost that elimination final to Melbourne last year, they were pretty much listless in that game. And I thought, all right, we're finally, they've finally reached the end of this 15 years of just um, incredible output and they're going to slide down now and we'll struggle to make the eight. And they're now the best team in the comp by a streak. It's just, it's an extraordinary achievement from... Chris Scott and the recruitment team, especially like not only the recycle players in, you know, Gary Rowan and Luke Dalhouse, but to get such an impact from those first year players like Myers and Constable, yeah. and Clark, and all those guys, and they've just lifted the team to to back to where they they're used to being in the last 15 years. And that is right at the top of the ladder. So they are looking unbelievable. 11 wins, one loss, a procedure of 151. Yeah. Good luck stopping them this year for the flag because they're looking incredible. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I, I tipped them to finish eighth, so I'm I'm well off. I, I just thought they were slowly just a bit like Hawthorne. I had kind of had Geelong yeah. and Hawthorne on a similar path. Yeah. And now they're two games clear on top. And, and I, I, I must admit, I... I'm still waiting to see how they are in finals. I don't know why, but I just... Oh, but they've got enough names. They've got enough veterans, I think, that will perform well in finals as well. One of the questions I had for you, Ronnie, was without those kids stepping up and those kids that I've been very impressed with at Geelong, like you, was Selwood, um, Ablett and Dangerfield going to get it done? Or did they need those two to three to four kids to stand up? Oh, no, I think clearly they needed it. They need those um, extra. They need extra help um, yeah. for sure. And and, and you know, you're th- obviously throwing Tim Kelly as well. He's probably a chance to win the Brownlow this year. The way yeah. he's going, um, you know, I, I definitely think that they've really bolstered that mid- those midfield rotations. It allows Ablett to spend a bit of time up forward. It allows Dangerfield to spend a bit of time up forward. And their backline, as as Essendon fans saw um, a couple of weeks ago, obviously Essendon made the job easy, <laughs> easy for them. But yeah. geez, their their back six is one of the best in the comp. So yeah. there's, there aren't too many weak links on the field uh, at Geelong, and their only loss of the year was by four points to, to GWS. So they really are, yeah. they are an ominous unit. I don't know who's going to stop them, to be honest. So um, and I, was, I, I kind of had. Um, harboured the same fears that you did about them in the finals. But I think they've put that to bed now. They've won four yeah. games out of four of the MCG this year. I think, yeah, watch out is what I would say. Now, with today's result, is is on the other on the other scale, is, is the Demons pretty much the biggest disappointment? Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. Melbourne, very disappointing this year. I mean, to back up a preliminary final 
uh, appearance with a three and nine starts of the year. That is just an absolute catastrophe to me. You know, there's no yeah. no other way to describe it really. And their wins, and I mean, they they scraped home with a miracle against the Gold Coast. I mean, I don't know how they won that. And True. you know, they beat Sydney, which was all right. That was up there. Um, and their third win against Hawthorne. So, I mean, that, that's that's not a bad scalp, although the Hawks aren't travelling that well. So, it really has been a year to forget for them. And, you know, it's very similar to Essendon. I think, um, you know, they get a lot of the ball. They they get a lot of the ball inside 50, but they just cannot capitalise. And it's a very similar story. I think Essendon fans can relate. I think Essendon, um, they, they, I think they've, they've shown that um, this year, which has surprised me, that they've actually got a bit, just a bit more talent and, and class in Melbourne, but there's, there's, that's not really saying much, is it? The way Melbourne are travelling. So, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a real year to forget. I think they're already in the 2020 preseason as we speak, Melbourne, because I think their list is good enough. I just think they were derailed really badly by um, off-season surgeries. I, I really think they underestimated how bad that would be, how bad that would impact the club. And I think you know. Publicly, they won't say this, but I think privately they'll be thinking this is we're, we're, we're ready in pre-season mode for 2020, and they'll start. I reckon they'll start not only selecting players, but also um, positioning players on the field with an eye to 2020, no doubt, because yep. they know how close they came last year. And I don't think their list is that bad. But yeah, now, it's been a, a year yeah. to forget for them for sure. So let's uh, let's now move to the Essendon Football Club at five and six. Look, we we actually had a recent conversation three or four weeks ago. Uh, about some obvious uh, the way we're kicking it to opposition back lines or I guess our our non-existent forward line or a small waller. Um, uh. Can I ask um, with the with the sort of discussion happening around about structures and everything like that? I I just noticed. Did you notice it's just a slight changing language from Worsfold after the Carlton game where he actually specifically wanted to note that he's now relying a bit more on the youngsters, like that's his, his move forward. And I thought that was a slight change in language um, than previously. And, and you have a, then a Myers on TV basically almost saying that he's, his career's coming to an end. Mm. Yeah, well, we flagged that. I think I remember the last time we spoke, we, we had... Um, uh... I don't think fears is the right word, but we, we had doubts over whether Myers would continue beyond this year. I, mean, yeah. I think I nominated Zaharakis as well. Um, Zach has been okay, but still just, I don't know, he just doesn't, uh, I don't think he he's reached the, those same lofty heights he once did um, earlier in his career, so I'm not too yeah. sure where he'll be at at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great that they are finally rewarding these youngsters because uh, like we've, we've, we've also spoken about in a, uh, in a podcast ago or two, um, with, it's a, it's one of the better crops of youngsters I can remember Essendon having on the list. I just think there's so much talent there, not getting much of a go. And I mean, we see now Parrish is in career best form, no question about that. Yeah. Um, you know, he was dropped earlier this year, of course. Kyle Langford was dropped earlier this year, of course, and he's starting to so, show some real signs, especially in that Richmond game. He almost, uh, him and Parrish almost won the game for Essendon. I mean, late in that yeah. last quarter, they they really led the charge. And then, if you don't mind, Dylan Clark in his second game, stopping Patrick Cripps, who just played one of the best individual games Monster. we've seen in a very long time. Yeah. And Dylan Clark stopped him to 11 touches. I mean, that, well, that's I, I don't know too many better second games in AFL history. <laughs> no, you're right. Much more than that. And we've, so, we've, ne- we've never had that strategic kind of weapon before on our list. 
Well, that's that, that's right. And I, mean, I, I sort of tweeted about it after that game a week ago. I think it's an, it was an uh, Clark's performance is an interesting is an interesting moment um, in time for Essendon's um, game plan strategy and their tactics. Because as you quite rightly say, probably since Heath Hocking, Ben Howard, the, the Essendon really hasn't used a tagger. I mean, Heppel's done a few sort of. Run you know, head to head, head to head jobs, but yeah. they're not, it's not a real serious tag, is it? And, no. But Dylan Clark was a just a solely he was there to stop Patrick Cripps. That was his role, and he got the ball twenty three times himself. So, um, I think I think um, this really does this really does um, open the question that uh, I think um, from now on it's going to be hard, the way Clark played. It's going to be very hard for um, for Essendon to not go in with the tag for the foreseeable future, especially when you look at. Recent performances, like you know, against Richmond, I mean, D- Dusty and Dusty had the ball in his string, and um, Pendlebury you know, on Anzac Day had a, had a yeah, huge day yeah. out. I mean, we've been I crying think, for I've... it. I reckon mm, we, we've mm. been crying for, it, like you just said. I mean, you name Pendlebury, Dusty, Cripps, yeah. Dangerfield, yeah. any of these guys mm. that end up um, side bottom, those kind of guys end yeah. up tearing us apart. Yeah. If this yeah. kid. I mean, in, in the, the, the knock on him is that he's not got the world's greatest foot skills and, and that sort of stuff. But the boy can get the ball a hell of a lot. And if he's got the aerobic capacity and or slash strength to, to deal with a Paddy Cripps like that, then, mate, let him go. Let let the young fella go. Because, mate, that's, yeah. that puts him... That's the point of difference for that kid that gets him a game. And we've the amount of times we play Collingwood, and I think you bet you bet your life still side bottom's going to get 25 and kick two. Or Pendlebury's yeah. going to do it. Or somebody's going to do it. It'd be nice to be able to have a kid that if he can... Jeez, if he can knock off the likes of a, one of those guys plus get 20 possessions, he's going to be yeah. an incredible player. Yeah, if, 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 absolutely. And even at Geelong, I think Tim Kelly was brilliant that day, and there was really he just yeah. sort of did as he pleased. So, yeah, there's a whole roll call of star midfielders who've had their way with us. And then, if, if as it looks like, clearly based on last week's performance, there is a weapon there that can do the job, uh, use him. I think. Absolutely. Um, you, know, you know, I think, I think, I think it changes the philosophy. Um, you know, it's changed overnight. It just has to. I think. The quick follow up on that. Is that do you reckon Wusher will? Do you reckon? He, but <laughs> oh. no, seriously, I mean, is it is 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 that Good part question. of the plan that he keeps telling us that yes, we know the plan, we're working on the plan, we know the plan. Yeah. Is, is he the kind of coach that will take a oh my god, did you see that kid go? He gets another game, <laughs> or is he going to drop him again and just say that was a that's not part of the plan at the moment? Jeez, I'd be shocked if you, how could you drop him after that performance? Oh. I would be absolutely staggered if he. I mean, it, I mean, I. I uh, I think um, I had him probably second best on ground that day, just behind Hooker. Or uh, yeah. I, mean, I know Heppel had a lot of the ball, but I thought Heppel turned the ball over quite a bit. I, I yeah. mean, and he kicked a nice goal. And he had he was probably uh, I probably had um, Heppel and Parrish on probably level Peggy in third spot maybe. But I mean, because yeah. to stop Patrick Cripps, that's that's an incredible achievement the way he did it. Yeah. Um, so no, I'd, I'd be staggered. And to Wush's credit, he's got many critics amongst. The Essendon fans, but to his credit, he has shown the last couple of seasons that you know he is willing to change um, styles at certain times. I mean, more often than not, he's quite stubborn and yep. refuses to make you know um, uh, from an in-game perspective, he's very stubborn. I agree with that. Yeah. But um, you know, from week to week, um, he showed last year that he was he completely changed the, the the game plan after about round eight, and this year 
he, he he changed it again after round two. So I think, um, yeah, I think from the that key... perspective, yeah, yeah, I think he's 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 he, he can be flexible. I guess the key is to have the right game plan game one, and <laughs> that's, well, that'd be nice. Correct. Well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? For us yeah, twenty twenty maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Six months. Any any danger of spending six months working on a game game plan that works? Yeah, that be, uh, that's the bit that really surprises me, and the bit that I mean, I, he's the coach and everything, and I'll give him that. But mate, you had six months. You would have. You would have had your game plan signed off by the board. You would have had all the coaches buying into it. The players have been told about it uh, infinitum over the period. They would have been training, 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 and then all of a sudden that just gets chucked out of the window in game in game three. Like I, mm. that's that's a just it's a significant worry for me. I mm. that a guy can go right. This is what we're doing. This is what my experienced head says, and bang, abandoned. Game three, mm. abandoned. Mm. Mm. It's no, a worry it's a for me. Uh, you, you, it's, a, it's a fair fair point you raise, for sure. Yeah, Can I... Uh, yep. Ronnie, um, yeah. just one thing I've been uh, I've been discussing with fans, we were getting sort of fans' reactions, and an interesting thing came uh, through the week, um, and, and it's something I've been thinking about. I haven't mentioned it with you before. Um, it's it's the strategy of our kickouts after a point. Uh, mm. and, and there's... There seems to be two plays. Uh, one is the uh, sort of a kick 20 metres to the right uh, on the boundary line or Hurley basically kicking it down to Bell Chambers near the bell boundary line 50 metres out. And, and it kind of seems to be that's it. And, mm. and there's just the questions that we got asked and we got asked to, to ask yourself is the lack of creativity in, in our kicking out and set plays. Have you, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, it's not, you know, I think I think um, there there are many times with kickouts, a lot of Western fans would have their heads in their hands, thinking, "Where's this ball going to end up?" You know, um, especially uh, was it a game or two ago? Uh, Colin McKenna had had just some some shocking kick-ins. He had a dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it against Richmond? Was it? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it does look like that's one one of the areas of the game that is probably neglected a bit. It, it looks like I'm sure. I'm sure they do spend time on it, but compared to every every other aspect of the game, yeah, it, it, it's it's it is a pretty basic. Um, it looks like a pretty basic strategy. But having said that, I'm not too sure what else. I mean, how 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 many other ways you can sort of exit your your forward 50, uh, uh, you know, it's, yeah, um, it's, you just got to, you know, sorry, your, your back 50, your back 50. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you just got to, you know, this day and age, you just got to get it out of there. I, what I would say is I think quite, um, no, I wouldn't say often, but um, more often than not, I think, than they should be. I think um, the use of the new rules, like in terms of just running out of the goal square, it hasn't been used completely. Like, no. Um, here and there, the, 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 the kick, the, the, the guy that kicks out stays in the goal square quite a bit. Like I think that might be, yeah, uh, so, sort of taking a while to completely capital uh, or exploit the new rules. That's yeah. you know, so I think that's something I may have noticed as well. And just a just another matter, if you had a positive for Essendon, um, which would be the last sort of nine weeks, the opposition scoring on an average of sixty six points, and, and that back six uh, is that to you the obvious strength of Essendon now is the is their defence. Because uh, that bat six has pretty much been settled for six or seven weeks now with the introduction of Redmond. 
Mm. Well, I mean, the one thing about Essendon, I think their defence for the last 20 years has been their strength. I don't think very rarely has there been a um, a year where you think, oh, geez, how, how shaky does Essendon look in defence? Yeah. Um, yeah, once again this year, the the, the key defensive trios of uh, Hurley, Hooker and Ambrose stood up really well. Um, and now, as you say, the addition of Redmond, um, very good. Sard and McKenna have been a bit hit and miss. Sard's probably, I would say, has been much better than McKenna this year. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I, I agree. It's, it's been... Um, it's been, and you know, even even McNeese was pretty good on the weekend. Uh, your your namesake was uh, had, a, had a pretty good game <laughs> Mate, last week against Carl. No, I've, I've had my doubts about him, um, and I was quite surprised that he's 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 kept Ridley out, Jordan Ridley out of the team. But he did a good effort. He did a good um, job against Carlton. I think he didn't do too much wrong. So no, but uh, but more broadly, you're right. I think I think the back six has been um, really good and. Um, that probably has been Essendon's strength this year. Having said that, I think, you know, um, Heppel's, Heppel's led really well this year, I think. I think Zach Merritt's getting in, now working into the season quite well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and as we said, as we mentioned earlier, the youngsters are a good sign as well. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's that's yeah, it's the forward line's obviously the massive issue. It's just the, and the way they move the ball inside. Four fifty is, is the biggest issue this year, and it has cost Essendon games, and they're probably not going to make the finals this year. I, I really highly doubt they make the finals this year. But I, that that entry into the forward fifty is, I mean, I wonder if that's if from the coaching staff, is it a big task to fix, or is that a? It's not. Well, it's like, not you wouldn't think so, but you look at it happens every week, so you, yeah, it must be a real the, a real issue. Yeah, it must be. They, they just. It must it must take um, it must be really hard to deprogram and reprogram these guys because yeah. they just seem to be making the same mistakes on a weekly basis. Um, you yeah. know, take away the Carlton game. That's that was. It's you know, Carlton. You're, taking a team, yeah. you're taking a team talking, talking about a team that looked like Fitzroy, really. Yeah. Um, uh, but prior to that, it was just it mindlessly and uh, just r- ridiculous bombing forward with no no real thought, not even looking. Um, no, uh, no inclination to lower the eyes, and you know maybe one extra kick before entering the forward fifty. Um, it's been a, that's been a, the biggest issue for Essen, you know, for quite a few years. I reckon it's it's yeah. it's been. I think I think most Essen fans would agree that um, the way the ball is delivered to the forward line has been a huge issue for quite a while. So yeah, and it's always been a, an argument whether it's the midfield group or the forwards. I mean, oh. I often hear that the the forwards aren't structuring themselves to how the coach wants, and that's kind of my inside <laughs> sort of mm. that I I get a clear message that it's not always the mids that that the they're looking up and 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 basically they're not getting much help from the. I mean, a lot of people argue that you know, we're kicking it to Waller to a small guy on his head, and um, uh, some information I get is 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 after the game is Waller kind of gets the. Uh, you're the only one that's basically structuring how I wanted you to structure up. Uh, and, well, that's, 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 and, and that's why you're getting that kick, whereas a few guys are getting a little bit told off recently about yeah. about moving up the ground too much. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's the case, that, that, that would make sense because, I mean, how often have we seen the long ball being kicked to the smallest lot. guy on the team? It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's insanity. It's, it's, yeah. it's just in, it's, it's footy's version of... Of insanity, that and yeah. it happens so often. It's just, it's crazy. It really is. And so, it just, it just you, I just, I worry so much that we're wasting 
a once in a very good long period of time, six foot six leading forward in Joe Danaher. This, the kid may or may not be around for a hell of a long period of time. And you don't get players like that running out of full forward very often. And we keep no. bombing it onto a skinny bloke's head. Whereas if, if, if he led like Waller was leading and the ball got dropped into Waller the way it was dropped, uh, into Danaher the way it was dropped into Waller, we'd have a 60 to 80, you'd have the season he had a couple of years ago. Um, mm. But yeah, that is a dead set worry for us. But on the positives, um, what, what do you see for the Bombers uh, in the next couple of weeks? Well, is it the positives or the negatives? Uh... <laughs> well, we've got three. Yeah, we've got. It's obviously we've got three big games, and and look, we're probably not favourites in all three, but somehow we have to win two out of three. <laughs> well, I wouldn't count on it for that way. Oh, look, Hawthorne's, I I think we Hawthorne, can. Yeah, you Hawthorne's go for it. A, a, a winnable game, no doubt. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not travelling crash up, but then again, you think you think about the coaches who are up against each other, Clarkson versus Walsh. Well, I don't know which coach I'll be backing in yeah. a in a in an un, in a in an un, um, unclear match as to who's going to win it. And then GWS and West Coast. Oh God, good luck, good luck, yeah. Essendon. I tell yeah. you that much. They'll be. They'll, I reckon they'll be six and eight, possibly five and nine, and another season down the gurgler, and that raises the questions as well. So I'll see out the ex, the, the last year of his contract. If you ask me, I say no. It's unfortunately where a lot of people's minds are at the moment. Again, if we if we have such a negative season as we as we seem to be having, Scotty and I were just looking at the ladder before the podcast, and Scotty said something which really echoed well. Is that I'm sick of finishing tenth. I'm si- I'm sick of finishing eighth and then getting bumped out in the first round. Well, I'm, I'm really sick of it. Essence, in my opinion, Essence very much the new Richmond. They're what Richmond were, you know, and now Richmond's what Essendon was in terms of growing. Growing up in the '90s, I mean, Essendon's become this club that's just, yeah, it just doesn't win finals. It's it's a big club with a big supporter base, but does nothing on the field. It's been like that for quite a long time now, and I, they really they remind me of what Richmond was when I was growing up. Like, you know, everyone laughed. Richmond was a joke. Everyone laughed. <laughs> songs about it, yeah. <laughs> despite being so big and such a big supporter base, and I think I don't know. Is part of me thinks it's going to be a very long haul before Essendon can get back to. You know the glory, something that resembles what they were under under Kevin Sheedy, um, yeah. uh, in particular. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they don't make the finals this year, if you ask me, there's no way out for Warfield. It's inexcusable. You cannot miss the finals two years in a row with this list that he's got, and he's, he's contracted for next year. But we know these days, yeah. one year payouts are very common. Yeah. Um, so I think you know if 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 the if the, if the rowing's on the wall even earlier, you know, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you start hearing rumblings because Carlton and North are, are already in the hunt for new coaches. Yeah, there's a precedent. So in many respects, they've got the head start. So, hey, I mean, if, I they, if Essendon are in a position now where they, you know, they might have to pull the trigger um, to get in that race, they might maybe uh, uh, forces beyond their control will have to force them to pull that, that trigger. So it'll be a very interesting second half of the year um, on many fronts for Essendon. Yeah, and look, we'll, we'll let you go soon. But I, I must admit, one thing's for sure is we have an attractive list, though, for a coach who who would consider yeah. Essendon. So if you had all those three clubs up for grabs, I, I mean, think of a big club, big with a with a good, healthy age list mm. uh, and talent. Mm. And you, you'd have to think they would go. Oh, look, Essendon's probably top of the tree because I can get some success fairly quickly if I get it right. Yeah. Look. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Look, thanks so much for coming on, Ronnie. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure 
we'll see what the next four weeks are. Absolutely, <laughs> it could be. Uh, we, we, it could be a slightly depressing could next be the podcast. Last post before you come on. Uh. <laughs> but uh, we'll see where we we'll see where we go. If uh, if they surprise us and win three of the next four, then uh, then uh, yeah, then we're well and truly in the season again. So where can the listeners find you, Ronnie? Uh, they can find me. They can find my stuff um, in the pages of the Age or online at um, the Age Sport Real Footy, and also uh, on Twitter and social media at Ronnie Lerner. That's R O N Y L E R N E R. And I and I highly recommend following Ronnie on on Twitter. By the way, he's he's definitely one of the. Uh... Uh, the best to follow, in my view, anyway. That's my personal bias. View. Beautiful. Oh, you make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much again, Ronnie. We uh, we will talk to you in uh, a few weeks' time. No worries, boys. Thanks. Thanks Have a mate. great night, Ronnie. Cheers. And it hurts with every heartbeat. It hurts with every heartbeat And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, a big thank you to Ronnie Lerner again for coming on the show. Um, some great insights there again. Honest as always. Honest as always. <laughs> um, I think if we don't make finals this year and actually win one or two, uh, there might be a column that says... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worstfold's time is up, unfortunately. Yeah, well, uh, but that's what I love about Ronnie. Absolutely, he, he 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 speaks from the heart, speaks to, speaks how he feels, and and that's what you want from a journalist. So. Again, I, I, you you beat Carlton, so it's another week down the track where okay, we got to win, and that's great, and it was only Carlton, but again, you, you come back to that whole. It's, we've got to perform better than this. You were saying yeah. Melbourne would be just looking at their season going, that's not acceptable. And, and Melbourne's the exact same, but Goodwin's probably just got one year's grace because it's just happened yeah, this year. It's his, yeah, but yeah. he's got a great list and there's no way they should be playing to that standard. Correct. So he's got a very si- similar situation. Yep. Well, it's uh, it's the midweek uh, podcast and thank you so much, everyone, for... Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, we weren't sure how we're going to fill out a show, but it's worked beautifully. Yes, it thanks has. To, thanks to Ronnie. Very much to Ronnie. Uh, look, we just want to thank you again for all your support and, and all your messages of support. Yep. Uh, the the numbers have been fantastic as always. Uh, so we truly appreciate the fans. Um, we, yeah, we absolutely we, we do, of course. And I guess we're we're trying to take things to the next level of the podcast. We, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm about four inches from Scott's nose right now as I as I say this. Um, so we're uh, we're going to start up our Patreon page, and we hope that you guys um, can get a a good amount of um, value out of that Patreon. We're going to have some fun doing it. We want to introduce our ugly mugs on video, and we'll see if you like that. <laughs> you won't. You probably won't. Um, but uh, as we draw it to the close, um, you can get us on the socials. You can get us on uh, the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast Facebook page. Um, you can get us at the lunch um, catch up. Yeah, the lunch catch up. We couldn't get the lunchtime catch up podcast, so it's the lunch catch up at um, on Twitter. On Twitter, uh, you can get us at the lunchtime catch up podcast Insta page. Um, and uh, with regards to the podcast itself, you can get us on um, Spotlight. iTunes, Spotify. You can get us on SoundCloud. You can get us on everywhere. Scotty's done some incredible work there. I think so. I just said Spotlight then. Spotify, sorry. Spotify. Um, now, um, Scotty, what have we got happening for next week that you've been telling me about? Oh, yes. We've got a... Uh, look, we, we just got a... Uh, last night, we uh, Grant Thomas has agreed to be on the show. 
Just, I uh, love the way you just dropped that really quickly. That was like <laughs> Grant Thomas, former AFL coach, former media personality, still media yeah. personality. Yeah, it's there's been a lot of talk about the AFL direction of the game, governance of the AFL, uh, a lot of instances with, with how fans are getting punished to games, uh, uh, even with the reaction to, to the goods incident uh, with the AFL and, and just the optics around the AFL and how they react once they're finally pushed. Uh, I think it was a good time to actually have a podcast, uh, a segment for about 20, 25 minutes just to bring up the AFL and, and the concerns around the AFL yeah. and the fans' concern around the AFL and have a discussion. And Grant is not backwards in coming forwards. Uh, no, uh, with his opinions uh, like either. Ronnie, Grant's going to say he's peace of mind. Yep. And, but it was a good guest to get, so uh, really wrapped. So we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it on, I think, next Monday night. We've got it lined up for Yeah. yeah so absolutely. it should be a fantastic show. So uh, Tune in for that one. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, look forward to the Hawthorne game um, Friday night, is it? Yeah. Go Bombers. As I said, if we, if we can get this one in the bag because we should, I'll be a happy boy. Mm. If GWS and who else? And West Coast. Yeah. Um, if they're losses, then I won't be a happy boy, but I'll understand. This is the one where you go, look, we played reasonably well at Carlton. If we can transfer that reasonably good form into Hawthorne and beat them because we should... I think that's a win for us. Like, it's not a win just on yeah. the board, but it's a win for... We're starting to change things around a little bit, but then we'll see how we go against those other two. Well, months. it means also, too, we go to six and six, so there's something about being not behind on losses, yeah. wins and losses. Yeah, I agree. So, Absolutely. Uh, hopefully it gives a bit of confidence to the boys as well. All right. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening again, and we will talk to you guys next week. Catch you, everyone.